This podcast was prepared by Ashley and Martell in her personal capacity. The opinions expressed in the show are the host's own and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations. We know that he continues to do business with China because he's got a secret Chinese bank account. How is that possible? How is that possible? A secret Chinese bank account. Listen, can you imagine if I had had a secret Chinese bank account when I was running for re-election? You think, you think, my, you think Fox News might have been a little concerned about that? They would have called me Beijing Barry. It is not a great idea to have a president who owes a bunch of money to people overseas. That's, that's not a good idea. I mean, of the taxes Donald Trump pays, he may be sending more to foreign governments than he pays in the United States. His first year in the White House, he only paid $750 in federal income tax. Listen, my first job was at a Baskin Robbins when I was 15 years old. I think I might have paid more taxes that year working at a dispensing ice cream. <laughs> this, this, this this ice cream. Uh, hold on. It's, it's, no, he's trying to keep going. Listen. Dispensing ice cream. Man. He said Beijing Berry. Beijing Berry. <laughs> Beijing Berry. Man. Yo, welcome to Black Political Millennials episode yeah. 18. 18. Eight, episode 18. 18. Yo, and I'm Martel, aka Pierre Defecto. And it's your girl, Ashley, aka It's Just Me. <laughs> it's just Ash. It's, it's just, just Ash. Ash. I like that. Yeah. That might be a yeah. new Hey, there you go. The creativity just be, just be rolling. You know what I'm rolling. saying? You use that for something. Oh, man. Yeah. You know. It's episode 18. We made it happen before this upcoming election. That is so close. So uh, close. But so eight, we're eight days away. We're eight yeah. days away. We are eight days away on this here 26th day of October that we are recording. Um, I'm going to set this up to come out in the morning. So when everybody else listens to it, it'll be... Seven days away. Seven days. A week. A week. A week, a week away. away. <laughs> That's crazy that we're here. All right. Like we're finally at this point. Like it's at this point. Yeah, like I remember, and the thing about it is this is almost coming up on when we started this podcast a year ago. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy to think when you think about the That's whole year. You know what I'm saying? Like that the whole yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, you know what I mean. It was just so shocking when you think about it. It's just like, uh, damn. We might have to like. Let me see. What was the date of our first one that went out? That's crazy. I didn't even think about that. I, you know, what I thought uh, about this morning. 
that I'm coming up on a year since I stabbed myself in my thumb. I think oh, I did it on the man. 28th, remember? Yo, that was crazy. I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, that was all around the same time. Right. What, our first episode went up November 4th. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's going to be a year for BPM. BPM about to turn one. The day after election day. The day after election day. If we're still here, send us some money via Anchor and help us keep us going into our second year. Keeping y'all educated and informed, man. Man, we appreciate the, the sponsors, all the folks who, you know, support us. It's been... Um, quite a year we have some stuff coming up oh i forgot i'll tell you that um offline because i don't want to spring anything on you mm-hmm. but we got some stuff coming up you know people oh. are reaching out you know oh okay so, so i'm excited i guess i did text i did text you about it it's what yeah. you gave me a prelude prelude yep. to it yep. so yep. yeah but good thing big things and good things is happening you yep. know i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited we got to keep this going. We got to keep this conversation happening. Um, and y'all, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, for me, I've been anxious a lot lately. Mm-hmm. I think with everything going on, it's just been really intense. So, um, I hope that today for both of us that this can kind of be like a release mm-hmm. of just what we're processing because it's a yeah. lot even as we were getting ready to record we were getting breaking news <laughs> which yeah. we'll get into um of I'm course but what most recently so what's happened we had our last presidential debate yeah yeah so we had before we get into that i um I just oh, want, I want each other. Yeah. So we got to make sure we got to do that. And then we got to make sure that everybody else is checking in yep. on themselves because with all the other shit, we still in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. a global pandemic mm-hmm. that has definitely hit a third spike. We were talking about the second, the second one. We already on the third one now. Um, people still losing people. People still sick. Um, record numbers of people still unemployed still not getting unemployment you know what i'm saying people six months you know what i mean without money from unemployment so it's important that we checking in um but what i did want to say is um i'm thankful for therapy and teletherapy because a therapist has been coming through um, and i had a really powerful session last week and i think you know what I'm saying? Like just different practices and things that we're discussing and are bringing up in my, my, to my eyes and my mind that's helping me through. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's definitely a lot, um, especially when you work in the spaces that we work in on top of, you know what I mean, doing this podcast and then just the way that we think and we live, like it's definitely a lot, you know what I'm saying, on both of us. So it's definitely important that we make sure that we good because we gotta before you can fill anybody else's cup up right you gotta make sure your cup's full so 
you know, we ain't just talking about politics and that's it, man. We want to make sure that people's people's cool, people's cups is 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 filled up and flowing. Yeah. You know. I I really I appreciate you like making that, you know, pivot and getting to that because you are 100% correct. I literally had therapy today. And, um, I, I have actually been going weekly, which I do, you know, also understand that that is a privilege of mine to be able to go and see my therapist every week. It is virtual, you know, through teletherapy. So it's, it is an easy um, connection because we're talking through the computer or my phone, mm -hmm. but it is helpful. And anyone who does have that option should do that. Right. Because, you know, life's not easy. And so sometimes it's good to be able to talk to someone who um, can just give you unbiased thoughts, perspective, but also like, true understanding of how your brain operates and um that's you know refreshing yeah um there's a lot of things that i want to talk about with therapy i was talking to a, my friend who is a therapist too and i was telling her as much as we are in this space of needing therapy and of needing to do this internal work mm -hmm. I want us to also have conversations of, we need to have two conversations at the same time. We need more diverse therapists. We need more black therapists. We need mm -hmm. more um, LGBTQ uh, plus, you know, all communities of folks. We need a diverse um, array of therapy mm -hmm. options for people. While at the same time, I also don't want folks to put themselves in a box of who their therapist is supposed to be in regards to like, mm. oh, I, I have to have a black woman or if you're a guy, I have to have a man. Like, I think that people should be open because what I thought I needed in my therapist um, isn't the therapist that I have. And I love mm. my therapist. Like she no is just a super dope person, and um, I appreciate that that space that we've been able to create. She's been able to create for me. So I want people to not put this stigma on themselves of what they need and what their therapy looks like. But you go to a therapist and find a therapist the same way you, as a woman. I think about the same way I find an OB, like an OBGYN, like mm -hmm. that's a doctor that we got to, you know, women go see their OB. And right. when you go to someone and you don't like them, you find another OB. You do the same thing with your therapist. You go to someone and you don't like them, then don't go back to them, go somewhere mm -hmm. else. So Definitely. just Definitely. want to give that kind of direction out as folks are figuring out their own um, spaces of therapy and just getting, getting our minds right. Right. Yeah, so take that time for you because it's important, y'all. So shout out to people that's going to therapy. Shout out to people that's trying to make it back to therapy. Um, so it's needed. You yeah, know folks I mean? figuring it's, it's it out, needed. what therapy looks like for them. You know, yeah. people can figure out what works best for them. Yeah, and shout out to black men that go to therapy, yo, because I salute you, man. You know, there's a lot of 
people that's like their stigma is attached to that and there's not, you know what I mean, they're made up. So shout out to the brothers that, that got therapists and go to therapy and just trying to heal themselves, you know what I'm saying, and not feel like they just going through life. They got to go through life with what they, you know what I'm saying, been been dealing with. So just want to put that out there. All right. So, yeah, you know, therapy, mental health. Yeah. We want to always keep that conversation going. Mm-hmm. Super important. Um, so these topics, these politics, these politics, bro. Yeah. So we got COVID in the White House again. The stock market's down and it's Murphy retrograde again. Right. It is, and it ends on dun 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 election. Uh, yeah, it's only right. <laughs> it's like kind of fitting, actually, that that's when it ends. Yeah. <sighs> so speaking of presidents, we had a, a another debate. A lot of people saying this is like actually a debate this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I mean... It was okay. still childish, but... Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I've enjoyed the Saturday Night Live spoof debates more than the real debates. Agree. Like, Jim Carrey as Joe Biden is like, Eddie Worthy is definitely classic. So I enjoy that more. Alec Baldwin definitely deserves an award for fucking being Trump more than Trump is Trump. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. So it's, I, it's so good. Yeah, I look forward to those more than the actual debates, to be honest, for real, for real. Yeah, and Maya Rudolph did good um, playing Kristen Welker. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Um, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, Kristen Welker at the debate. But, I mean, I I had high hopes, and she delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Kristen. I've been watching Kristen, you know. She's you know, White House correspondent, and that's what I used to think I was going to do, like, whenever I, I was in the broadcasting space. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I always, like, you know, if I went, if I went on TV, you know, to TV on camera, I would definitely, I would have definitely gone the political coverage route. Mm, that's dope. Um, so it's interesting now that yeah. here we are doing BPM. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're doing your own coverage. So, yeah, I mean, I think for me, the presidential debate, it just further shows how I am sick of having to accept such mediocre leadership. Mm-hmm. Like, you are the... Uh, president but i do not believe the president is uh in that position to like gamble with our money and our lives you yeah. know for a, a good economy um i think that um no matter who wins the presidency and especially god please don't let this happen but if we get a second trump term like 
we can't I, I, I don't even have the words I guess but Man, my stomach got upset after you said that like just just the words of that made my stomach just like turn a little bit to the left like mm-hmm. yeah the country wouldn't survive that and I always say that and I'm gonna continue to say that because it's that yeah. real yeah, our president, our president should not be someone who is literally jeopardizing um, what we may think is just it's just supposed to be this way. Like mm-hmm. we're always going to have these um, freedoms, if you will. Um, it's it's real that it can be changed in a second. So mm-hmm. um, we need to, I think, you know you can't say it enough if you ask yourself what would i have done if i was living through you know the civil rights movement like jim crow like what how what side would i be on you more than likely would be playing the side you're currently playing and maybe you should think about that Mm -hmm. um i i just there's just so much to be um, said about where we've, I don't know, like where we've gotten to and what we accept, like watching this, watching this debate and listening to Trump lie the way he does, like mm-hmm. he's not even good at it. No, <clears throat> no, it's a, it's, it's, it's habitual at this point. It's just habitual lying. It's, um, it's he, he and his entire team, um, are beyond truth and they're sticking to the script. That's my thing is they're really sticking to the script. Like they all say the same thing. They all harp on the same exact point. Mm-hmm. You know, Pence and Trump had the same kind of deflections. Mm-hmm. They're they're not working in truce anymore. They're working based off the scripted. Yeah, it's manipulation. Made. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I um the the part of the debate that really like I remember saying wow. The wow moment for me was uh when Biden was really just and speak about the experiences that people are having right now with COVID, like people losing loved ones, like, you know, people not having people at the table or people reaching out for somebody at night and they're not there. Like, he's speaking about real life experiences. He's he's speaking about lived experiences for people, like, and Trump goes and calls him a politician and says that like almost tried to say like a shame on you for being a politician thing and it's like no he's really speaking to how people feel and that just shows me in that moment that trump is not capable of feeling feelings for americans he he's he's incapable of having any kind of empathy forget sympathy and he doesn't care about he doesn't care about the people that are his supporters. He doesn't care about the people that vote for him, you know? Because if you cared about those people, 
you wouldn't even be having these super spreader events. So the fact that you continue to hold these kind of rallies, he had three in Pennsylvania today alone, right? You're bringing all these people together, no masks. People definitely aren't taking tests because you want to slow down testing. So these people aren't taking tests. And you're bringing all these people together multiple times a day in different spaces. But super spreaders. So he doesn't even care about his base. That's how deep it is. Yeah, um, I I couldn't find a video clip, but I know it went around when he went to Erie. He even made a statement where he low-key dissed the audience about, like, I wouldn't be here um, if I didn't have to come here. Like, basically, like, if this wasn't a battleground, I wouldn't be here. And they, like, ate it up. Like, they didn't even, like recognize that this man literally told them, I'm only here because I want to make sure I win the state. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I wouldn't have came. I mean, and now you speak it to the intelligence of people there is base. Like, I'm not trying to talk about nobody, but my thing is, if you're putting that kind of stuff out there and people aren't able to see that, what's the level of intellect or intelligence of an individual that's not able to, to see that, you know? But then that speaks about back to the base about like people, you know, that aren't graduates or, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's, you're, he's really, really manipulating people that don't have high levels of intelligence or sorry. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really what the play is. Yeah. Um, you know, and that speaks to it there, right there. Like I can, I can dish you and you not even pick up on the diss. That's deep. Yeah, um, well, on the other side of that, we had a chance to uh, see Bernie Sanders, since mm-hmm. we're talking presidential. Yeah, um, yeah. And just with the, the other side of the campaign, you know, they're here in PA, and um, it's crazy. It's just crazy that... Mm-hmm. I was at, um, I'll, you know, I'll wait. I forgot. Local, local, local. Sorry, y'all. I'm getting into stuff going on here too soon. So uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. I got some good stories to tell. Yeah. Talk local. Um, but yeah, the presidential debate, it was, it was what it was. My mom called me and asked me, like, Ashley, what did you think? And I was like, mm, you know, Trump, he was better than last and uh i really wanted to i really wanted to see Kristen like just get things out like similar like savannah did a good job too whenever they had their town halls did we talk about the town halls on i think the town halls happened after yeah no we haven't really had a chance to discuss the town halls either um i think our last episode may have been when the second debate got canceled, but it was before the separate town halls got planned. Yeah, and we um, talked VP debates. Yeah, so that that's kind of where we're at. Um, I um, one one thing that one thought that I had from the debate was at the end of the debate, if anybody can go back and look at Trump's face, he looks like a college football coach after they just lost the bowl game. And in that moment, I knew 
that he knows that he's lost, but he has to play out the last two weeks. If you go back and you just look his, at his face and you go and look at some bowl games from last year and you see them coaches after they lose, it was the same face. And I was like, yo, he lost. He lost the debate and his man, he lost the debate. He knew he lost the debate in his mind, but I was, I think it was starting to come to him that he realized that he lost everything because you figure that debate was the last time where they were going to have that opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. His face said it all. He lost and he knew he lost. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he knew in his own pea brain that he lost that joint. And I'm telling you, if you go back, matter of fact, I might just try to do a mashup and find a, a coach that lost a bowl game and <clears throat> put it next to his face after that. But he, he knew he lost, y'all. Yeah, like, if you do that, we can, we'll post it on the page. So, yeah. 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 He, he knew he lost. That, um, hey, well... He needs to between the town hall because he annoyed me in the town hall and that lady sitting behind him. I was like, "Who is she? She they paid her." I'm sure they did. They pay a lot of people. A lot of people. Crazy. Like, yeah, like that's part of the plan. Is like I've seen like Craigslist ads for people to be at rallies and stuff. I've seen um, like text spread, uh, text spread like being spread about people, like wanting people to come to different things. Um, and it's like, they don't tell people what it is. Like there's part of it where they don't tell you what it is. They just want extras for something, for some kind of action or event. And, and being at. your face, yeah. So like, shoot, she probably was like, well, if y'all gonna pay me, I don't care. I'll sit here and do it. I ain't yeah. vote for them. That's wild, yeah. That's wild. Um, <sighs> you never know. But yeah, so we had some more breaking news that um, was just sickening regarding Supreme Court. Sickening. Um, I can't believe they rushed that nomination and confirmation through like that. And they did it with no shame, like no shame to it. Yeah. It's like, we doing it and what you going to do about it? That's wild. That's really what they did. It's really, it's super dirty. It's almost like they knew that once again, they knew that they lost. So they're like, let's get the Supreme Court in there, justice in there, because we lost the election. Mm -hmm. Um, And you heard Trump admit that he doesn't think they can keep the Senate. So what's that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope it means we get the Senate and we don't play fair and we stack the court Man, I mean, I think that's, I think Biden probably adds one more justice. I think um, they need to do way more. And I think that they need to do term limits, like 18 years. That's it. Yeah, I agree with the term limits. Um, I think that's something that should go in effect soon. Um, because, I, I mean, that's a long time. And I understand you want people in positions for a while, but lifetime appointments, man, a lot of people, lots of changes with people through their lifetime. You know what I'm saying? People lose faculties and a lot of stuff is lost. Sometimes that's concerning. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
So I agree with that with the term limits. Um, we need um, what is it called? A geriocracy. That's what we want to avoid. Yeah, that's pretty much what it would what it would be. You know, what I mean, a couple people could come up off. So yeah, I think that's that's Ger what a gerontocracy. A gerontocracy mm -hmm. is a state society or group governed by old people, <laughs> and um, we, you know, it, it's it's not, it yeah, it's not a, it's not ideal. Right. We a diverse, you know, representation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Amy, Amy Barrett is confirmed to our Supreme Court, which is now 6-3 conservative leaning. And that is dangerous, my friends. Mm -hmm. Just to throw that out there. 5-4, um, you know, we could get some conservative uh, swing, but, um, or a moderate, I guess we should say. Mm -hmm. Oh, but two to need two. That's just like, oh man. Um, I really don't have much more to say on that, except I need Senate if we get a majority in the in and keep the majority in Congress. I just really think we need to move. We have like make the changes. Um, yeah, I'm a, I got one thing to say that has something to do with this, but not totally and fully. Like, if you got kids and you got more than one kid, like, leave one of them to, like, possibly go to law school. Like, just plant that seed in their mind young because I feel like a lot of times we forget about the possibility that we, our people, can be judges and attorneys and justices there is and everything. Shortage. We there are not enough of us. That is very very true. Yeah. So plant that seed in your kids' mind early. Like I could see Bellamy being out here. She'd be a DA and stuff. Yeah, I could see I that too. For real. To do with that. I could definitely see that too. But we got to do that as a people. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to. We got to change the culture. We got to change our culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that has to be part of it. Um, and I think it's important because if we don't get the, t the, the, the term changed and we're talking about lifetime appointments, then we need to be more intentional about making sure that it's our people that are in those lifetime appointments. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Thurgood Marshall, you know what I'm saying? Like we, that has to be the focus. So, you know, make sure you pass that along. I said, that's just one thing I wanted to say about that because, um, like there's still a long game to play here. And we got to be thinking long term, you know what I'm saying? And the long term ain't always us, you know what I'm saying? It might be the succession. So something to think about, man, if you got some kids disabled to play video games, but that ain't mad about them being a lawyer going to law school or something like that. Um, but yeah, we got to, we got to start, we got to create, once again, you got to create what you want to see. You want to see more judges and attorneys and we got to create them. I agree. That is, that is such a good point. You just put something in my mind about work that that made me think about um, 
Yeah. Uh, so eight days away, we've 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 been able to nominate a Supreme Court, a new Supreme Court justice, before focusing on uh, supporting the American citizens living mm -hmm. through a pandemic who have only received one stimulus paycheck right. over the past six plus months mm -hmm. of living in a pandemic. It is pitiful. Yeah. Absolutely pitiful. <sighs> Gotta get that out there. I mean, I mean, you know what else? Like you heard Democrats calling on Democrats to make deals too. Um, I was watching Wolf Blitzer and uh, Nancy Pelosi was on there. She was mad defensive with Wolf Blitzer about not getting the, the deal done. Mm -hmm. um, Senator Rokana you know, was kind of saying, like called her out on Twitter. was like, yo, you got to make a deal, you know? Um, time is running out. You know, like the thing, the thing that really worries me is there's already Christmas commercials on TV. So now you already have people that go into the panic mindset around the holidays in normal time. So now I imagine a pandemic holidays, like it's definitely like they were saying some dark winter, you know what I mean? Um, so that definitely has to be a deal to be made. I, I, I'm certain there was some, some fat print in there that they weren't cool with accepting, but um, people struggling though, man. Like I'm, I talk to people almost every day. They're struggling. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it really it's like heartbreaking sometimes to hear just what people's dealing with. But there gotta be something. Like there has to be something. There gotta be. There is, and and that's what's so messed up about how you know this you know this bureaucracy works. That's why so many people don't participate, but. I think with this type of knowledge and awareness of how these type of things are stalling, mm -hmm. it's why we do need to be more engaged and put people into these um, roles and positions and elect people who are going to not hold this shit up. Right. Simple. Most definitely. Um, Most definitely. So um, on that point about electing people, you know, of, um, you know, that are not white and that are not male, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, elected officials, um, we have some black senators running. And, you know, right now the only black senators we have is Cory Booker and uh, now Senator Kamala Harris, who is the VP candidate. So if, or when, prayerfully, when uh, they take the White House, we will be losing one of the Black folks in the Senate. So there are seven in total. Um, what would you say? South Carolina, Mississippi, Georgia, Tennessee, and Louisiana? Mm -hmm. So we have um, Jamie Harrison, um, in South Carolina, who's actually leading Lindsey Graham right now. Um, he's up in those polls in South Carolina. If um, you uh, um, donate, I wanted to know yeah. that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely do. Um, we'll share, we'll share some links 
um, on the page to support those campaigns last minute. Um, then we have Mike, Mike Epsby in, in um, Mississippi, who is very close. Um, he's running against the incumbent Republican uh, senator, but they got him on the ropes. Um, and I was uh, really reading up on Mike Epstein and just kind of just like seeing who he is and what he's done. And like, he's a, he's a good dude. He looks and sounds like a Senator. Um, so I'm hoping, and also he would be the first black Senator in Mississippi since reconstruction. Mm. Wow. That again, the first black Senator in Mississippi since reconstruction. So Mike Epsby ran for Senator in Mississippi that's history right there. So if we got anybody listening from Mississippi, make sure you vote. Make sure you vote and for Mike Espy for Senator. Um, in Georgia, we have uh, Reverend Raphael uh, Warnock. Um, in Tennessee, we have Marquita uh, Bradshaw. In Louisiana, we have Mayor Adrian Perkins. Um, so those are five and then there's two other senators not running the South uh, who are actually both running as Republicans, interestingly enough. Uh, we have Alan Waters in Rhode Island and then uh, John James, the businessman, John James in Michigan, um, who's running as Republican as well. So that's seven, seven black candidates running for uh, senator uh, right now. So if you're in any of those states, you know what to do. It's important. Yes, and as we were talking about that, you made me think about the Indiana governor race because we also yeah. have a black candidate there running um, as the Democrat against the current um, Republican incumbent who was Mike Pence's uh, appointment or selection, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and uh yeah you know it hasn't been the greatest for uh marginalized communities to say the least um, yeah especially in indiana especially gary um yeah yeah so um dr woody myers he is running so also check out that campaign um and donate to um he's He's a, uh, an actual medical doctor, too. Um, so, yeah, check that out. That's what we got to do, y'all. We got to get folks that talk our talk in these positions. Mm -hmm. That's the only way we're going to see um, the changes that uh, we need out here. Right. Um, so what else we got? We got this, uh, this you know, shout out to the Lincoln Project. Let me just say that. So mm -hmm. uh, the Lincoln Project, I've been following them on Instagram for some time because I love their social media um, accounts and the content that they put out. But it is a Republican-ran um, organization, mm -hmm. and they typically support and endorse, of course, Republican uh, candidates. But this election, they are very clear and direct on their support for Joe Biden and, you know, ultimately just getting Donald Trump out of the White House because he just um, is unfit to say the least. 
Yo, just say the holies. <laughs> but yeah, they've been going in. Um, the uh, the founder, I can't remember his name right now. Um, I want to say Steve something. He went in on Trump a couple weeks ago on Twitter. Did he? And it was obvious that he wanted all the smoke at, at that point. I was like, yo, he wants all the smoke. But he really called him out. Um, you know what I mean? Just talked about not having no money. Um, just a bad businessman, you know, like he really, and he made it, he made it basic enough that Trump could get it and feel offended. Because a lot of times I feel like Trump doesn't understand a lot of the zingers and jokes that people have, so it goes over his head. So he's just kind of like still looking smug, just like not even knowing that you're coming at his neck. But if you put in like fifth grade terms, and really diss him like a fifth grader, oh, man, he's not sleeping that night. You know what I mean? So the guy was like really just made it like sixth grade ether for him. Um, and I know he saw the tweets. And I know he was upset by it. So they're, the Lincoln Project's definitely been going in. But uh, Jared and Ivanka are trying to sue mm-hmm. <laughs> for this billboard in Times Square. Yep. Um, the, the billboards, they say, uh, when I saw it, I thought it was so funny. I mean, it's not funny what it's saying because it's actually horrible news. But mm-hmm. what they did with the pictures that they added to them. Um, but they're basically like, sue us. Like, we don't care. Like, sue. Okay. They're up there. Yeah. Um, where is it at? Oh, yeah. Uh, the angle of that picture, I can't see it. But, but yeah, that was something that was trending and just trying to make a point, like, you got to be clear on who's doing what to this um, economy, if we really want yeah, Jared Kushner. I had to play the clip. Oh yeah, he was talking about African Americans gotta want to be successful. Like, listen here, small skinny white man, you have no right or authority to try to talk to black people about wanting or wanting to obtain success. You have absolutely no right. We're gonna play this clip real quick. Um, about Jared Kushner talking about African Americans have to want to be successful. I think we've seen in a lot of the the, the, the black community, which is mostly Democrat, is that uh, President Trump's policies are the policies that can help people break out of the problems that they're complaining about, but he can't want them to be successful more than they want to be successful. And what you're seeing throughout the country now... Yo, they gotta want to be successful. We gotta be want to be successful, y'all. Crazy. Yo, but this is my question right here, real quick. So, Q, Ice Cube, that's who Ice Cube's running with. Ice Cube's running with people that think that black people don't want to be successful. So he's talking about this whole talking the whole Platinum Plus plan, plan. That means that they're not even going to want to make that plan happen because, in Jared Kushner's mind, he don't think black people want to be successful. So why would they create any kind of program? to foster success in the black community when in their mind, they don't think black people want to be successful. 
but that's who Q was trying to go rap with. And you have people on Facebook talking about, I don't know why people was mad at Q. Da, da, da. Like my thing was, the whole thing with Cube is basically the same thing happened with LeBron with the names on the back of the jerseys, mm-hmm. where it's like you didn't get, they didn't call you to be part of the discussion. And now you ain't, you now you don't want no part of it because they didn't need you to make this thing happen. Like it was like an ego thing. So it's the same thing with Ice Cube, where it's like, oh, because this campaign didn't come to you, this one rapper, and want to do all and have all these meetings with you, you just decided that you was going to run with the white supremacist. But you know what I'm saying? Like Cube, Cube's lights ain't going to be, be cut off. No matter who the president is, you know what I'm saying? Like he's been he's been cool since since probably Bill Clinton for real. You know what I'm saying? If we're gonna keep it a buck, so you know what I mean? Like we gotta remember this a lot of times where people be like, "This person's going to this person with this person." Man, they ain't losing no food, they ain't losing no eat or no sleep off of who finna be president. Either way, you know what I'm saying? So. Don't try to like run behind somebody whose life ain't yours on Facebook for likes or for some kind of discussion or attention because you end up sounding foolish. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. once again, Q, that's what you're running with. Like black people don't want to be successful. Okay. Okay. All right. See Black Wall Street. They, they put their foot in their mouth all the time. Folks be putting their foot in their mouth. They really do. They really do. Um, but, but yes, but see Black Wall Street, you know what I'm saying? See, see, uh, Durham, you know what I'm saying? See all these different places where black people are striving. You want to talk about people that look like you, yeah? You want to talk about success? Let's be real. And speaking of that, I just caught up on the last two episodes of um, Lovecraft Countryman that yeah. episode with uh, um. Tulsa, that was good. Man, that was an amazing episode. Like, just the way that they've been able to, they've been able to really put visuals to things that have just been tales, like stories for us, you know? Like, the educational part for us was just hearing of stories or seeing pictures, but they really created Mm -hmm. uh, Greenwood, you know what I'm saying? Like, they really created it. So to see that in real life is powerful. And then to see what happened to it, um, I, I'm gonna be honest, I feel like that show is one of the best shows made in the past couple of years. Um, just from the writing to the way they were able to to, to interweave the only real other historical show. stuff. Yeah, cause the only other show and it's not that historical is Insecure. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only other show that really captures me. And yeah. I like Lovecraft in a whole different way because it makes me really have to like think and just tune in and like mm-hmm. um in, in these times that's like so needed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful show. I um I hope it wins auto awards. I hope uh, Journey Summerlet wins awards um, and Jonathan Majors. I, uh, everybody's great. I'm excited for, I pray there is a season two. Um, I'm excited be. for it. 
I hope so, man, because they did that one season mess with the Watchmen. Um, so I'm hoping that they don't do that with Lovecraft. Um, because they could definitely do several seasons. There's a lot of different spinoffs and routes they could take and make. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. A lot, I, of time uh, to, to, a lot of time, a lot of years, mm-hmm. a lot of like when you think like when people, you know, I was having a conversation at work and when people think about like from 16, 19 to like, 2019 which was last year like mm-hmm. um that's a long time like even just from like 1619 to 1819 like that oh, yeah. 200 is that right 200 years yeah like that's a lot of time and a lot of shit but the right. conversation i was having was it was that we were talking about how the 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 intensity of slavery it got real like if you look at the history of it, it got even more gruesome after the French Revolution mm-hmm. when Haiti, you know, mm-hmm. because they didn't want um, slaves here in America to get wind of that. So they yeah. were trying to like scare them even more. And mm-hmm. that's just like, ah, uh, like the, it's so deep. It's so deep, and and a, and a crazy thing to think about is there's systematic and institutional racisms that are older than certain states are. You know, like if you think about it like that, you think about like when certain states were uh, established or whatever. Like racism was happening before these states were established. You know, so you want to talk about historical references. The state that you live in may be younger than institution and systematic racism. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way that you got to kind of look at this whole thing. Like, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's super deep. It's super deep. Um, and I hope, I hope that everybody's doing their, their knowledge and their, and their research now. Um, I hope this conversation is sparking some of that. That's what we have it for. Exactly. Exactly. Because this conversation sparked from us talking about Jared Kushner saying, we don't want to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, there, and there is more I could say about that, but I ain't going to say that. I will save all of that. But um, we got more shows to talk about it. It'll come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, but, but we focusing on PA now. Yeah, um, getting closer. To the like, local. Yo, PA is the battleground state. Like it Pennsylvania is. is the battleground state. Got so much going on. It's, it's yeah. We just look. I'm just look. I'm just thinking good thoughts. I'm trying to because this uh, Congress race with the Connor Lamb seat. Like, yeah. Man, yo. So I um. I've seen the um, the amount of commercials for this race that have been coming out. So right under the presidential uh, commercials, the most commercials are about this District 17 race between Connor Lamb and Sean Parnell. Um, I've seen more commercials for that race than any other race besides the presidential one. Um, it's, That's not uh, that deep. That's yeah. Not 
it's a, it's a highly contested race. Um, it's right outside our area, but it's close enough. Um, you know, Connor Lamb is the incumbent Democrat. Um, what I'm also going to say is a Central Catholic graduate mm-hmm. and myself. Um, and he's going against Sean Cornell, who's uh, a Republican, a Republican, a Republican, Republican. Um, and I'm, I'll, I'm not really impressed with Sean Cornell. Um, I feel like he's playing off that that Trump script. Um, I feel like he he tried to manipulate family people in his commercials. He had a commercial with his kids. But like he didn't say anything in the commercial. The commercial is anything about anything but featuring his kids. So it's almost like I'm gonna just show you that I have kids so that you can vote for me. And I'm like, bruh, that's not enough. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? All kinds of bad people got kids, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, right? So what's that doing for me? So I, I feel like there's been a lot of manipulation. Um, they definitely been slinging the mud a lot on on the guy Connor, um, but that that seat's really important though. You can tell that they really are after that seat. They want to take that seat back. Um, they really want to have like these two parts of PA in a stranglehold, and Connor Land messes that up by taking that portion of their district. So um, if you live in District 17, um, if you're in Pittsburgh and you live like by Allegheny River, across the Allegheny River, um, some select parts of Penn Hills, Oakmont, um, anything out that way, New Ken, um, if you're listening. Right, I think I was just talking to um, Yeah, Sarah was telling me that, uh, we was talking about that district because her race, her local, her state mm-hmm. rep, rep race, um, yeah, it's, it's, former, it's Connor. Yeah, uh, what's what's the what's his name? Dom is uh, endorsing her opponent. Sarah and Amarada. Mm-hmm. She, she's running against Republican. There's right? a there's a Republican. Um, yeah, opponent. And actually, and and and, and her and that person is being endorsed by her predecessor. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! But they already, but they always said that he was super Republican, though. Mm-hmm. They are, they always. A lot of people said that he was like one of those, um, yep. just like Republicans dressed as a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Um, there's a lot of those. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Um, I've heard. Yo, there's a lot of them. Some at the top. Mm. Yeah, some at the top in this county. They definitely Republicans, but they but they'll lose a race if they run as a, a Republican. So they have to be a Democrat. But they're not Democrats. It's like they're not Democrats. It's like a code in PA. That's why PA got these issues because we got these Republican as Democrats. Yo, like we gotta just come up with a new name for them. And I feel like we just got to start exposing them, man, and calling them out. They're the new Republican Party, like the Pete Buttigieg's. Man. <laughs> he was on Fox News, too, and he got them together. I was like, see, thank you, Pete. 
That's what we need you for. Yeah, there's some Republican ass Democrats in Allegheny County. Mm-hmm. At the top down. And I'm going to say this too. That's why I feel like the Mellon Valley, the Mellon ballot process in this county was so shitty. Mm. It was it was really some covert voter suppression. Mm. You know what I'm saying? These is my thoughts and my words, and all this is me and what I've been able to cook up in my mind and my house for the past six and a half months. Mm. But I'm I am certain when I say that the county was trying to do some covert voter suppression shit. And that's because you got people at the top just for real, for real Republican. And they just got a Democrat on their little voter card. Mm. <sighs> well, you know, we got to vote, y'all. It's time to mm-hmm. vote. Um, Bernie Sanders came this weekend, and we both got to see him at different times. I caught mm-hmm. him in the morning. You caught him in the afternoon. Um, it was, you know, it was just a good boost of energy. Appreciated it. Yeah, it definitely was. It was super exciting. Um, the drive-in, the drive-in rally. I wish I could have like, did that. It was a super cool idea. Um, you know, shout out to the volunteers that was out there. It was really dope to be at a carry furnaces like that. Yeah, um, it looked real cool. Yeah, it was like the perfect backdrop for what's happening for the election, for Bernie to be there. Um, we had uh, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman speak. We had State Rep Sarah Anna Morato. And I will say this, I haven't heard every Sarah Anna Morato speech, mm-hmm. but that speech, mm-hmm. that was one of the best speeches I've heard from her. Mm-hmm. Like she really brought it. Um, and I, yeah, she. I know she. She definitely won some people over because she really went in. She stood tall. Um, so it was really dope to hear her go in. And then our sister Summer Lee came up, and she just went all the way in. She yeah, said everything that she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're gonna post. I got Summer's. How was Bernie after after Summer? Like, what was he, what was he like after all of that? This is the thing that messed it up, though. It wasn't Summer than Bernie. They had somebody in between Summer and Bernie. So, like, you already know when you go to a dope concert, right? And then they got somebody that gets everybody hyped. And then there's that person that they put in the middle. And you'd be like, yo, why did you put, why did you put this person in the middle of them? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did you do that? You yeah. messed it all up. Yeah, they didn't know. They should have known. Yo, they threw it off. It was like you had YG. And then you got Kendrick Lamar coming up. But you just decided to put Tyga on after YG before Kendrick. It didn't work. So it killed only rap fans will get that analogy, but it threw the vibe off a little bit. So it was still cool, but yeah. we was on that high thinking that summer was going mm-hmm. it was gonna run right to that and there was another person. Uh I mean she was cool. I can't remember her name or where she was from, but she was cool. Mm-hmm. Um See? But yeah, but but Bernie definitely brought it in. Um, he touched on everything um, about climate control, about labor, you know, about the unions, um, just integrity, mm-hmm. you know, just the integrity of the position of president, you know, like 
I, I feel like we have been shocked so much in such a short amount of time. We've forgot about the level of class that our president is supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something that he talked about. You know what I'm saying? Just, just the whole morals and ethics and what would really be considered some treasonous ass activity um, that people are just calling politics. Um, but he he really he really did a good job, and um, he had the Bernie squad out there. But then there was like the true blue people. There's some Biden fans. It was a nice mix. Um, so it was definitely a good time. I enjoyed it. I was out there with my terrible towel yeah. going in. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because I was turned up for the Steelers Titans game the, the following day. But it was really dope. I um I enjoyed being in the mix for that. Um, and just being able to be there, like like yeah. you were saying, it was a it was a really good charge, mm-hmm. um, you know, to just be so drained with this, you know, like from you telling people to vote personally to you getting a barrage of texts to the things for work to making sure that your people got their ballots and you get your ballot to the BPM move, mm-hmm. it it's a drain, but when you can go be around people. You know what I'm saying? And see some other young millennials, young yeah. political millennials, and young black political millennials and be in this space. Imagine how just, imagine you know how I mean? the energy would be if we were not in a pandemic. Like, oh my goodness. It would be crazy. You know, man, I'm gonna tell you this. If we wasn't in the middle of a pandemic, I guarantee we would have had some kind of free concert featuring Meek Mill. Lizzo and Tyler the Creator, one in Philly, one in Pittsburgh, trying to get everybody to go vote. You know what I'm saying? Like it would have, it would, would have had them kind of shits. Like everybody, that's how it would have been. You know what I'm saying? Like if this was a pandemic, that's the kind of things that would have been happening here. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was, it was, it was really good energy. Um, and I definitely feel like a recharge leading up to the election. Um. And just being able to even do this episode, you know what I'm saying? It was like a good charge because it's like you feel like you're alone sometimes when you do some of this kind of work. And it's good to just lay eyes on people that's doing it too yeah. so you remember that you're not alone. Um, yeah. And the people that do this work know exactly what we're talking about and yeah. what we mean. Um, but it was dope, though. I'm, I'm glad that I was able to go and um, got some free shirt. And it's crazy. Because, like, I was thinking when me and Dante were talking, it's just crazy to think, like, the work that we do and, like, when people are, like, reaching out to us, like, yo, this is happening. And it's like, appreciate you because when you do this type of work, it's those kind of moments that you know you need to have to, like, keep it going. Because this work is thankless. Like, people don't Mm -hmm. understand the emotional toll it takes on people like us to do our work but then also try to figure out a way to make it um, important, you know, mm-hmm. for other people, because right. things that are of importance to people, it depends, but this is something that literally affects all of us. And so it's frustrating on our end doing this when you have to deal with people that are just basically, basically like, I don't care. And I'm like, but don't you love me? Like, don't you mm-hmm. want to support the work I do? I need you to do this for me. That's it. Right. It's simple. It's easy. 
Mm-hmm. Like, so that's, that's my plea right there. Don't you love us? Because we love y'all. That's why we put ourselves in these positions. Yeah. Um, and, and we still get, listen, look, PA is a battleground state, y'all. And unfortunately, I hate to even throw this in there, but I, I wrote it down because I think it's important since we're recording today that we unfortunately have to lift another name of a Black man who was murdered by police in Philadelphia earlier right. today. Um, it is, I, I don't watch these videos. And um, this one came across my timeline. And it, I think because the comments said, this just happened like moments ago. And it was, you know, it was a fresh video from Lee Merritt's page. And I'm watching it because, you know, I just see a dude walking like he didn't even, he don't even, he looks upset, but he ain't, I wouldn't have felt threatened like my life, you know, Um, and I'm a short black woman and I see like a mom, um, she looks like it could be his mom, which it turned out to be his mom, like, um, like wailing herself over him, like, you know, you know, no, don't stop, like trying to get him to stop. And he's just like strong so he can walk through her. He's not pushing her. He's not like doing anything to harm her. He's just like being strong and walking forward. And the police got their guns drawn. And it's like, why is your gun drawn right now? Like all the things you have to draw your gun. He doesn't have a gun. He can't shoot you. Like what is, what is the, what is the problem? They shoot him 10 times in front of his mother, like unnecessarily, like unnecessarily. And so, you know, I, I I cried, I'm tired of crying, but I cried because I could, I was so angry. My mom called, I talked to her about it and she just was like, you know, really like she's thinking that it it happened like maybe I'm like no mom like this just went down and she was like well it was on the news I said no cell phone footage like that's just how it happens right and if there wasn't a cell phone footage who knows when it would have came out Mm -hmm. and that's usually what the case is if there's there's only body cam footage or word of mouth it takes three months for it to get out you know but the fact that when you see it and someone else records it, third party, that's that's how justice be happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how attention is brought to it because somebody recorded that, you know? Um, but I think that that's just for that to happen so close to the election in this battleground state, like, that says everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that says it all. Um, and we don't, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of ways to, there's only one way to look at it, but there's a lot of ways to look at why this happens, you know what I'm saying, and why this is happening now. But um, we got to we gotta change police, man. Um, my, my thought has been, like, a lot of people were saying, like, abolish police. My thing is abolish the police state of mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to abolish the way that people think policing should go. 
like you have to change the whole thought behind it. Um, so my new thing is abolish the police state of mind. Um, we have to, you know? Um, and I, I feel like now is the perfect time, right? We done had the pandemic change up everything. The only time that the Olympics got canceled for this year was when a world war was happening. So time's been, time done stood still this year. So there's a perfect time for us to undo and redo a whole lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we want to talk about things that need to be changed in the Constitution and bills of rights and all those different kind of things, we also need to be talking about police and you just need to change. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's absolutely no way that this shit is still happening after we saw what happened to George Floyd and after the the story will happen to Breonna Taylor. There's no way that this is still happening for real for real. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even understand as a police officer how you would still want to shoot somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like I think we gotta look at it now that unless you're in true, true imminent danger and you shooting people now, you shooting people of color now, we already know what it is about you. We already know what it is about you. That was just it was just a video like a week ago with the cop with the white boy with the knife in the woods. So now we got another person with a knife and they get shot most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now there was two cops this time. When that video was one cop and they handled it that way. So now there's two cops and you handle it this way? Squad. It was crazy. Come on now. Come on now. Like, no, I, um, it's definitely trying to change that. You got to change that up. You know what I'm saying? We can't have no more town halls about that shit, man. People know what's got to happen. People know what it is. You know what I'm saying? And and changes got to be made. I um, definitely, I was just saying prayer for that family. Yeah. Um, I, the brother's name was... He's a father. It was Walter Wallace, right? Walter Wallace Jr., most of all, that's crazy. So, y'all, it's real out here. We gotta change some things. Um, I did hear too. Like we, we get a Baton pre- Baton Harris presidency. Um, I am going to be talking about a, a national police database ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. even when, it's, when even when and if we defund it. There still needs to be a database because we need to know. Exactly, because you need to know where these people are going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not ever going to go again. That's the, you know, they, they don't need to go nowhere else. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, but this is my thing. They don't need to be cops, but you still going to work. And this is the thing to think about, right? So, like, after World War II, all the Nazis went somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, where did all these Nazis go? Some of them want to be doctors. Some of them want to be scientists. You know what I'm saying? Some of them was priests. So there was still harm done in all these places, right? The news has talked about the harm that's been happening in Catholic churches. You know what I'm saying? And we can read magazines, books, journals about the harm that's been done in the hospitals and science labs, especially the black folks. You know what I'm saying? So that database needs to go with people even when they leave the profession because what are you about to get into that you can still harm black folks. Mm-hmm. You can still harm people of color. 
right? You could be a former cop and go be a gym teacher and be a terrorist to a group of black kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that database, like, if you still working, people need to know where you working at. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't put it past any kind of supremacist or nationalist to create another way to hurt a black person or a person of color. You know what I'm saying? Like in this co- in this country, I don't put it past them. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't believe in coincidences. So I don't put it past people to leave that that profession and found another profession to still try to harm black folks. So like the database should follow those individuals even outside of the course. You know what I'm saying? Like some background checks, that needs to be part of that. But I don't, I don't trust none of them people. You know what I mean? I want to know where you're going later because you can still hurt some people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that database is, is really important. And I know there's some some legislative support in this state to make that thing happen. Um, so yeah, yeah, we won't make that. We won't make that happen. And we'll support that. And however we can, we won't support that move. Yes. So, you know, what made me think about this, we were talking about like basically this uh, police terror that continues to ravage our country. It made me think about Nigeria. So I also want to lift up, um, you know, Nigeria and, you know, defund the police and SARS. Like it is, it is just, um, really sad what is happening um yeah, across it, this, this world it's bad it's really bad there um and that's where that's part of where i got the whole police state of mind thing from abolishing the police state of mind because it's a, it starts it's a federal police unit the special anti-robbery squad it's existed for three decades um, but it has a reputation for abusing power. Right, and being and violent. Been, yeah, they've been very violent to young people protesting um, to not be terrorized by the police. Yeah. So, um, and I think it's important to realize because a lot of people are going to say, like, well, aren't these black cops doing this to black people? But people forget about the fact that the police department was started by the colonizers of Nigeria. So when you look in the root of, of policing, it comes from the Europeans. It comes from Britain. It comes from a Europeanized police method. Mm-hmm. And that's what you have happening. You know what I'm saying? And that's a state of mind thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to abolish that. You have to abolish that state of mind because even though these are Black people, they're in these positions of power, and they're just seeing the whole thing of being police. So you got to get rid of the state of mind. Mm-hmm. So... You know what I mean? Definitely in source and they made this SWAT up after they quote-unquote ended source. So both of those have to be um, disbanded and abolished. But the police state of mind has to be abolished. That's plain and simple. That's, that one, that's what has to happen. Like, no. It can't be the same anymore. Yeah, I um, I uh, you know, that's what we're going to keep talking about. So, you know, we need to 
reconstruct how policing works and we want to keep talking about it mm-hmm. once we get through this election those are things we can probably plan out talk a little deeper on because i think that conversation needs to happen a little bit more because people have a lot of varying opinions when we bring up um that catchy phrase of defund the police mm-hmm. um but you know back on pa this is a battleground state y'all vote it's a battleground state from federal to local get out and vote all the way, you know, from the presidential election to the city of Pittsburgh that has a ballot initiative on the ballot. Um, folks who listen to this um, vote yes on that ballot initiative in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, it is to give the police review board um, a little more power in the sense of being able to require police officers to participate in investigations. Um, and also it gives auditing powers for finances and performance. So being able to audit how money is spent and how um, effective the um, processes of the police department are in our community. So it is not the answer. We still have a lot of work to do. Um, and you know, hopefully a strong yes is going to make sure we get even more um, changes to what policing looks like um, in our city and across this country and um, the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so wanted to throw that out there. If you ain't about, if you're not real excited about the presidential race, you have something right in your backyard that will directly impact you. So make sure you make it to the polls. Um, what is it? VotesPA.com. Check that out for all details regarding how to vote. Uh, last day to do mail-in voting in person. Um, Hopefully that can be something that is continued moving forward as elections should be more accessible to everyone. Um, And what was it? No, that's not what I wanted. There was something that I was going to, I posted something, but I can't remember what it was. I thought I posted something that was like your rights at the polls, but get out and vote. We'll post yeah. something on social about that. Yeah, we'll have um, all that. But also, if yeah. you, I just got my ballot today. I requested my ballot over a month and a half ago, two months ago, and I just got my, my ballot today. So if you're checking on the website, and you're looking at the status and it still says pending, you need to call your county elections division and confirm that your ballot is in the mail. Because even though they said all the ballots went out last Tuesday, that in fact was not true because my ballot was sent out on Friday and I just got it today. So check on your peoples. We can check online and make sure that people get their ballots because I have a feeling that people ain't gonna get their ballot till like the day before. And um, this leads us to some questions that we were gonna answer for everybody. Um, so I know some people are wondering like, if I get my mail-in ballot, can I still vote in person? And the answer is yes, you can still vote in person even though you requested a mail-in ballot. But it's important that you take your entire ballot, envelopes and all, to your polling place and ask them that this ballot be spoiled because you want to vote in person. If you don't take your ballot with you, it's going to be a provisional provisional ballot. 
But if you requested your ballot, you still can vote in person. You just have to take that ballot or two, both ballots. If you got two, take both of them to your polling location. Um, another thing is if you're mailing in and you mess up the date on the back of the envelope and you put your birthday instead of today's date, your vote will still be counted even though you made that mistake. Oh, that's um, cool. yeah. yeah, but it's important that you put that your ballot in the secrecy envelope mm -hmm. that's the major important thing there should be two envelopes that your ballot goes in you double up on the envelopes um another thing to mention is the signature is important you should sign your ballot but your ballot cannot be thrown out for signatures and that comes from the pa supreme court um and that was a ruling so people trying to fa do funny stuff. There's some attorneys for Republican people that are trying to do funny stuff. And some of them attorneys is Sean Pornell, who mm -hmm. we was talking about. Some of those attorneys that are fighting the ballot deadline, they're fighting the signatures, were his attorneys. But um, yeah, those are the main things. Um, like you said, all locations in Allegheny County are open. So you can vote at your location. Oh, um, yeah. And I've just thought about, too, some folks reached out to me because they had their mail-in ballot mailed to them, but they misplaced it in their house. So if you do that, you have to go downtown to get a reprint. Yeah. So. So make sure and don't wait to do that, y'all. Please don't wait till Friday. Go. I know we love waiting till Friday to do something, but please don't wait till Friday because go. it'll be chaos. There's places to pull over downtown, so they've made it accessible. You don't have to worry about finding anywhere to park. Um, so, yeah, get down there. Pull over, drop your ballot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess that, that gets us to the end of this episode. Yeah. Uh, next time we talk to y'all, we're going to have a different result. We're going to know what, what, or hopefully we'll know what it is the next time we get together. Yeah, we might still be waiting on, on people to hand count some ballots, so we may or may not know. Um, I'm going to feel, I'm going to claim it. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a clear decision one way or another. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I honestly feel like it's not going to be as close as some people think that it's going to be, but that's just me, my, that's just me and my pure optimism. Me too. I, I don't feel yeah. like it's going to be as close as people think it will be. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, you know, I'm not going to say I know, I know what's going to happen. Um, but in the meantime, if you got any questions, concerns, comments, follow us on Black Political Millennials on IG, on Facebook, and on Twitter. If you got any questions, you can email us at bpmpodcast412 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, but hit us up. Anything you want to know. Um, also, voter intimidation is illegal in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, and if you or anybody you know feels like you're being intimidated at the polls, you need to contact your district attorney's office and also your county elections division. Um, if you have a cell phone, you need to record the incident and get people's names at the polls if you can. Mm. Um, but record that and share that 
if you feel like there's any voter intimidation going on anywhere. So I want to put that out there too, because they try to scare, they try to scare us from voting too. Yeah, yeah. We ain't scared. All right, bro. This was this was a good one. We gonna send out good vibes to everyone. Take care of yourself. We love and appreciate y'all. Follow us, Black Political Millennials, everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're we on, uh, we on Spotify to yeah, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. We out there, Black Political Millennials. Let's get this win for Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Got it.